in Torquay, where I used to live, there used to be a beautiful house on the clifftop. It was purchased uh, by its current owner, and I believe she still owns it, even though the land is now uh, somewhat in mid-air. Um, it was purchased at auction, uh, just on the basis of a photograph, without a survey having taken place. Uh, what she'd done is she took the basis of the current builder, owner, occupier's survey as the basis that everything would be okay. So she bought it blind on auction because she knew it has an amazing view. I think the purchase price was about 155000 or something like that. But when she came to see the property, she realised at once she would never be able to live in it. Because the, the property was purchased right at the top of one of the beautiful red cliffs in Torquay. Because Torquay sits right on a fault that comes all the way down through Dartmoor. So some of, some of it is solid rock and some of it is red cliffs. And this house was right at the top. About two years ago, uh, there was a storm which washed away some of the cliff right at the bottom, a good 150 feet below. And her shed fell onto the beach. It took about another six months for the rest of the house to fall in. But fall in, it did. When Jesus talks about building on sand, or not building on the rock, what we see in our day and age is the very real outworking of that very practical advice. In fact, it hit the BBC News this week with a whole hotel that had been washed away and the foundations had been taken out. Thankfully, they got all the people out before it was filmed collapsing into the river. Those who hear my words, says Jesus, and put them into practice... We can build our lives on all sorts of things. Let me say one thing before uh, I carry on. Uh, not with very much, not with any detail. Um, but I think it's helpful sometimes for congregations to know these things. Um, it's been quite a difficult week. And that's all I'm going to say. And I really value your prayers. Um, we're okay, but you know, sometimes life has bumps, doesn't it? So please keep praying for your minister. We can build our life on all sorts of things. Let me give you three ways that we can build uh, that are not necessarily building on the rock. One is to build on a life of self-sufficiency. And I don't just mean, you know, the creature comforts of life, because actually it is okay to have some of those things. What I mean more is a life that is independent and disconnected from needing to be with anybody else. It's quite easy to build a life like that to be separate from other people and surround yourself with all of the things that you think that you might need. 
But all of those things can be washed away in a moment. There is another way to build, and it is to build on liberal culture. There is something that is going on in our culture at the moment which is based on the pretense of scientific practice but is really just an agenda to live how we want. Watch and pray that this culture doesn't seep into your thinking and into your practice because this is truly a foundation of sand that will be washed away. And this kind of thinking can creep into our faith, into our Christian culture. When I was growing up, I don't know whether you uh, heard it, but there was this idea that healthy Christian thinking was based on three things. Scripture, reason, and tradition. Scripture, reason, and tradition. A three-legged stool. If you took any one of them away, the thing would fall over. But I think there is another perspective as well, which is it's not just if you take one of the legs away that the stool falls over. It's if you have them in the wrong order, the stool falls over. You see, in our liberal Christian culture... Reason is put at the top of the list rather than scripture. You can recognize this kind of thinking, this foundation of sand, because people stop talking about Jesus. And they're much more comfortable instead talking about God rather than the person of Jesus Christ who came as a living, breathing human being, died on a cross for the sin of the whole of humanity. Just talking about God, if you like, is the first little indicator, but the one that's really the litmus test is, have they replaced the name of Jesus with the divine? Always interesting to listen to a teacher And if they're insistent on using the phrase, the divine, rather than talking about Jesus, honestly, I wouldn't listen to them very much. Let's keep talking about Jesus, shall we? The thing about the sea is it is a wonderful place to build. The views are great. The surf is sometimes amazing. But the problem is, is that often the ground is not very solid. There's a campsite that we go to in North Cornwall in Polseth. And I don't think it's just because I've grown. In fact, I know it's not just because I've grown, because I've actually asked the campsite owner. But his whole site is sinking. It's in Polseth in North Cornwall. And the Valley Caravan Park is built on top of a peat bog and the whole thing is slowly going down. And so every single year 
he has to take a little bit of the campsite and build it up a little bit more because his whole site is not built on a solid foundation. When the storms come, and they do come to every single one of us, it is then that we know, then that we find out what kind of foundation we have been building on. I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in September, quite a lot more in September, and quite a lot more after that. But my encouragement for today is simply to call you back to the Word of God. All Scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All Scripture. The whole of the canon of Scripture, even the bits that we don't like, that we don't understand, and that we find a bit uncomfortable. And yes, I have those bits too. It's not just a dusty book that's steeped in history. And we can't approach the reading of God's Word as an academic exercise. In John chapter 5, verse 39, Jesus says this, You study the Scripture diligently because you think that by them, or rather in them, you have eternal life. These are the very Scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. It's not just a manual, but the Word of God introduces us to the Word, the living Word, Jesus who's come in person. So I encourage you to go back to the Word but to go back to the Word inspired by the Holy Spirit. Let me give you a very concrete, dated example. At the beginning of 2017, Megan and I uh, were making plans for our time in Torquay. And as you probably already know, the plan was to stay for another 10 years. We make our plans, don't we? (laughs) On January the 14th, and I only found this in my journal this week. On January the 14th, 2017, as part of my normal Bible reading, and I try to read often, I can't claim that I read every day, but that's my ambition. I'm slowly making my way through the Bible in a year. It's taking me a bit longer than a year. My reading for that day was from Genesis chapter 35, verse 1. And even though we were making plans to stay another ten years, this is the verse that I highlighted. Genesis chapter 35, verse 1 in the NIV says, Go up to Bethel and settle there. The thing is, I was reading not in the NIV because I thought it, I, need, I thought I needed a change. I was reading in the New Living Translation, and I believe that God can even pick the translation for us. Do you know what the New Living Translation says? 
on the 14th of January 2017, get ready to move. (laughs) And I, I only found that this week in my journal. You know, God is so, so faithful. He's so with us. That he can take the whole of his word and he can orchestrate our daily reading, our daily pattern in this dusty old book that is thousands of years old, compiled by hundreds of people, agreed by the church. That's a miracle in itself, isn't it? as the canon of God's word. And he can take that and he can speak by the power of his Holy Spirit into your situation today and every day. And lead us into the presence of Jesus. Get ready to move. took us another kind of two months to catch up or whatever it was. God is good. You know that the storms will come. None of us, none of us are protected from the storms. The storms come whether they are health or relationships or finances or whatever it might be. The storms come. And at that point, at that point we find out what we've been building on. Because if the whole lot gets washed away and we find we have nothing, we might have been building on sand. But if even in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of even sometimes the tears and the pain, We know the solid rock of Jesus Christ as we read in the Word. Not anywhere else. As we read in the Word. Then we have a sure foundation that will get us through even in the worst of storms. So my encouragement to you, if you've, you know, if your Bible's sitting at home with good intentions on your bedside table. (laughs) Pick it up again. Get a plan. Get some notes, even if they're short. Get back into the Word, because as we faithfully just try and read the Word of God, what He does is He renews our mind. He leads us by the power of His Spirit into the presence of the King of Kings. Jesus himself. You know, if we want to live lives where we make a difference in our workplaces, where we transform this community, you know, I want to see it transform the whole of, you know, it's a great place to live, but there's stuff to do. Actually, the starting place is not by just going and doing it in our own strengths. It's by building a solid foundation on the Word. 
and it will make a difference when you stand in your workplace and your colleague has a crisis. And there will be a Bible verse or something that just drops in your head. It will make a difference when you get news that you didn't want. And even though you might be heartbroken, you'll be standing on a solid foundation. It's not that the tears won't come, but you'll know where you are. You'll know that you are saved. You'll know that you've got a place and a hope for the future. Shall we pray? Father God, living in this time and place as we do is like being cooked slowly in a pot. And where our thinking has become infected with things that are not of you, of a foundation of sand. Lord, come and bring us back to who you are, to your living word, not as a dusty book, as a dry academic exercise, but as the way that leads us to you. That we would walk with you and in you. That you would guide our steps each day. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you don't know where to start with reading the Bible, my guess is that you all do. But if you don't know where to start, please nudge the person next to you and say, help, I don't know what to do. Okay? If they don't know what to do, nudge the person next to them until you've found someone that does know what to do. Or come and talk to me or any one of the... Just talk to someone and say, help. Because we do this stuff in community, not alone.